and welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I'm Molly Merwin, and I'm joined, as always, by Daisy Earle and Kaylee Cassidy. This podcast takes inspiration from the news, discusses it, debates it, and gives you top tips on how to survive everything. Bonjour, guten Tagen, depending on the day if you're in Germany. Welcome to How to Survive Your Life. I am your guide, Molly Merwin, and I'm joined as always by Kaylee Cassidy and Daisy Earl. And today we're talking about holidays. So some of those phrases you may need to use if you go on holiday. Hello, ladies. How are you? I will start with Daisy this week. Daisy, how are you? How are you surviving? Hi Molly, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm surviving well. I made a box. This is exciting. Well, I say a box. I packed a box. I bought the box and made like a little package. I found all like old family photos and then I put them in an album to send to my granddad. And Aww. now I'm, I'm trying to paint him a painting so I can like cheer him up by sending him the painting. Oh. But I don't actually have any artistic skills. So that is a barrier <laughs> and what I wish I thought about before I bought the canvas and the paints to do it. But yeah, he's going to get some pretty questionable artwork soon. So <laughs> How old is your granddad? He's almost 90. He'll be 90 in September. Wow. Is he, is he adorable? He's, if that's what you're about to ask, he's I, the cutest yes. man in the world. You know, like the Werther's original granddad. Have you seen yeah. that advert? Yeah. No, but that's okay. Well, he's even nicer than that. He's just properly, properly sweet. Oh, is he in a hole or is he able to live by himself? It, my cousin's his carer, so oh, she goes nice. and, and looks after him. But he's pretty independent for his age. He's very funny. He's not a big, he's Scottish and not a big fan of the English. So I'm the <laughs> exception of English people. He <laughs> I managed to sneak in. But yeah, he's really cute. We should go once this is over. We should do a road trip up to Scotland and then you guys can meet him. Yes. I'd be well up for that. Yeah. Oh my God. You yes. guys can come to my granddad's grave. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. The full tour of Scotland. Yes. Welcome. How do you make it depressing? We've been recording for two minutes, 23 seconds, and we're straight to the misery with you. <laughs> and oh. we're talking about holidays. So <laughs> call me Kay Miserable, right? <laughs> Kaylee, Cassidy, how are you doing? How are you surviving? Hola, que tal? Está bien, si. I got a new instrument. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you have. Of course you What have. do you think it is? What's it's it called? It's a xylophone. Nope. No. Oh. Another name? Daisy, you want to have a game? It is. It's yeah. a glockenspiele. Spiele the glockenspiel. Um, that's its name. <laughs> <laughs> It reminds me of primary school, except at primary school, I was so bad at music. They just gave me that thing. You know, the thing, I think it was called a go-go. It's like wood and you get a stick and then you just literally kind of run the stick down the wood and it goes like... The fish, whoop. the fish. It's a yeah, fish. Yeah, that was oh, all my I favorite. Had. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite instrument. <laughs> I love that instrument. I actually want to buy one of those instruments. Thanks for reminding me. I think they're expensive, you know. Are they? I can't mm. imagine that. Yeah, because they're quite hard to make. Yeah, maybe. Mm. What do you think they're, they're, called? they're called? The fish. The fish. <laughs> okay. Pescado. Yeah. You, is that really the name of that instrument? Because I've never heard that name. Glockenspiel, yeah. Glockenspiel. 
Okay. But I called it a xylophone to trick you at the beginning. Oh. <laughs> can you, I, I mean, I know that uh, the listeners won't see it, but can, can you hold it up? Is it like a xylophone? I've yeah. never heard of this. You know, like, oh, I mean. Oh, I do know. Very ah, similar. I didn't. Okay. I thought that was a xylophone. What is the difference? I can play you under the sea. Do you want me to play you under the sea? Sure. More than anything. B. <laughs> How is that under the sea? Oh, no. you play B and it's under the sea. Oh, mate, you have combined all the things you love in this podcast, random musical interludes and very corny jokes. I'm so proud of you. I mean, just to get it all in once. And we're still only five minutes in. You're on four. <laughs> oh, my God. I can go now, right? I'm yeah, done. you're done. You're, you're good. good. You're good. Okay. Okay. It's, just, it's just Daisy and I. Cool. <laughs> anyway, so today we're talking about holidays or in my country, vacation. Very exciting. A lot of people now that lockdown is easing in certain countries, people can now start to vacation. Though here in the UK, I think we're now, so we have been allowed, we have air bridges, meaning we can go to certain countries and not quarantine and vice versa. People from those countries can come over here and not quarantine. Soon we'll be able to do Greece. And at the time that this, this episode will air, we'll be able to go to Greece. My husband and I are planning a trip to Greece, if you can't tell. I'm very excited. Though America is shunned from everywhere understandably. Are you going to put on accents when you go? <laughs> Actually, I told Alex, I was like, you cannot speak the entire time and I will be English or we can speak and just be Canadian the entire time. Yeah. So we're talking about what we're going to do. So anyway, so it's a very exciting time for a lot of people planning holidays, hoping to go on one and holidays can be stressful for some people. So that's why we're here. We're here to help you survive. And again, if this is your first, again, again, like if this is your first episode, you don't know again. So if this is your first episode, welcome. Thank you so much for listening to that recommendation. Or just as you were scrolling through podcasts, you're like, this looks like a fun podcast. You were correct and welcome. It is fun. It is fun. Each week, Daisy and Kaylee will bring three top tips. We have three rounds and each round they will present one top tip. I will then decide as the judge which top tip is the best. And I give two points for that. I may also give a point for the rebuttal because there will be rebuttals of each tip. I may also give a point if I really like the other top tip. And then I also just may give points because I want to, because I'm judge willy nilly and I just do things willy <laughs> Or you're judge Billy Piper because she wants to, because she wants to. Why you gotta play that song so loud? Why you gotta give out the points so much? Because she wants to. Because she wants to. Because I want to. Were you guys there when in the pub that we all met and did improv, Billy Piper was there having a drink? Yeah, me and you oh, saw her, yeah. Daisy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Billy Piper's just sat there having a pint. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember yeah. that. And then we yeah. didn't approach her because there was nothing to say other than you're Billy Piper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so funny if someone comes up to you and goes, hello, you're Billy Piper. And she's like, yeah, yeah no. I am. Like, I love you. I know you do. You're going to me otherwise. Well, speaking of judge willy-nilly, because I can do things as I as I please. Ladies, I, I, I was listening to the last episode, which if you haven't listened to that, that we did cues in the previous episode, which if you haven't listened to that yet, that's okay. Just go back and listen to it after you finish this one. And I got to say, I think I should have given an extra point at one point. And I think I should have given an extra point to Daisy 
Yeah, of course you were going to say that. You're going to take away my win. No. Nope. <laughs> it's a week. It's been a week, Molly. I know. I know. I, judge willy-nilly, thank you very much. Anyway. I do not thank you very much. She'll lose her mind. <laughs> she had to lose her mind. But yeah. no, listen, I have thinking. I've been thinking about this because how do I do this fairly? Mm-hmm. If I'd given Daisy that extra point, it would have tied and then we would have gone in overtime and God knows what would have happened. And we can't go back. We can't turn back time as much as we would like to. So this is what I have decided to do. If Daisy would like, Daisy, I will let you go first. Uh, typically, it is the winner that would go first. Uh, typically, it would be Kaylee, in this case, that would go first. But Daisy, since I should have given you an extra point, I feel, because I'm the judge, I will let you go first today if you want, but you don't have to. So I don't get an extra point. I'm just literally just going first. Yeah, that's All right. basically I it. mean, as that has no consequence to the outcome of today's episode, basically. I'll just take it, sure. <laughs> okay, great. Why not? <laughs> I was going to say, if you don't take it, you don't get an extra point or anything else. Oh. I was just trying to acknowledge, I feel like you should have gotten an extra point, but we can't, we don't know what would have happened because then it would have gone to overtime. Kaylee Molly, could have still won. I, I don't know. honestly love how deeply you care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do, ladies. I do. You know what I mean? That's I mean, me. Molly, you should politician to I me mean, this is the level of dedication we need from our politicians people that genuinely care about the outcome of things you know that's um... i know okay so with that said daisy what is your first top tip for surviving holidays my first top tip for surviving holidays is to consider going on holiday in the uk so obviously at the moment it's difficult for some people to go abroad because of different restrictions and so on and because i was when the world was normal a circuit comedian and obviously (laughs) no longer are as there are no comedy clubs which I love because now I'm applying for day jobs you always have to lie when you apply because you only say like why do you want the job and why are you interested you can't (laughs) say well the thing is I really wanted to be a comedian but now everything's (laughs) shut down and I don't if I'm honest care that much about this but if you pay me I'm willing to pretend to care for the hours which I'm in the office. Aren't you going for charity jobs? (laughs) Not always, Kaylee. The charity jobs I care deeply. Imagine that was, I don't, the orphans, I'm not bothered. No, (laughs) it's a good heckle though. Um, (laughs) But but yeah, so, but it's difficult for people often now to go abroad if they're shielding and so on. But when I was a circuit comic, I went all around the UK. And what I found was actually some parts of the UK are surprisingly really nice like I had never been to Blackpool and I always thought Blackpool I don't know it just never appealed to me but I went there for a gig because they have quite a cool comedy club there Blackpool's amazing like they have a beach and they've got fairground rides and a promenade and there was the sweetest old couple on this at the end of Blackball Pier. So firstly, there's a huge arcade. And my husband said I should never start gambling because I honestly, <laughs> I got paid for the gig the night before in cash. And I think I spent almost my whole fee in this arcade because oh. I got lost. There was this machine where it was like a kind of horse race. So you were there with mm. other people. Do you know mm. what I mean? And you bet I know the horse going to win. Oh, got lost on that. I got lost on this game called Stackham. I will send you guys after this a clip of me playing. It's like a, it looks like a piano and you have to press it in time to the tiles falling. 
I was really good at it, but I lost my mind. And then we got all these tickets, but all you win at arcades are like rubbish toys that you wouldn't want to buy mm. and nothing that an adult would like. You might get like an ashtray. So we gave all of our tickets because they were in these long sort of strings. We gave them to this nana to give to this little girl she Aww. was with, who I assume was her granddaughter. And you would have thought, she was so sweet, you would have thought I gave her a kidney. She was like, <laughs> honestly, she was like, I don't know how you could give this to me. I was like, it's just fairground tickets you can have (laughs) and then we saw this adorable old couple so when you come out from the pier they were at the end of it on the sort of promenade bit and they were dancing and there was a man playing an organ and I wanted to like get a big net and just take them home with me they were such like dodderers I just loved them but Blackpool was actually a sorry kidnapping (laughs) oh well it's like the opposite opposite kidnapping like old people catching yeah, yeah. what's that called so it's called geriatric old yeah old rapping <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um but no black blackpool was cool i've never been to blackpool i haven't either i want to go i think it's on my list guys it was amazing honestly i genuinely recommend it it's like it's i'll send you pictures it's really pretty it's just it's got a fun atmosphere. I liked it. I like Blackpool. I went to Cleethorpes for a gig, which is like further up north than Blackpool. Cleethorpes is quite run down. I, I looked at their website before the show and the website is very misleading because it makes Cleethorpes seem a lot more metropolitan than it is. I mean, not everywhere in the UK is nice. I will admit that. I would not recommend going to Birmingham we know from last week's episode. Oh, yeah, because I've already... Yeah, it's just a thing I do to say now, slag off Birmingham. But in fairness, it's it's a shithole. So, you know, don't, don't go there. The people are nice. Just don't go to the city on holiday ever or to live. But, yeah, so didn't like that. Wasn't a great fan of Norwich. I went there for a gig. I, I love in... Norwich. Oh, really? What do you like about yeah, Norwich? Yeah, it's beautiful. You've got I've lots of nice I've heard good things walks. about... Yeah. Norwich is amazing. I would. I was thinking, like, because it's really cheap to, to rent there as well. If Yeah. yeah living well, in Norwich. And also a good writing of... scene, good creative scene. I stand corrected on Norwich then. Oh, sorry. That's in a rebuttal already. You're already giving it away, Moon Cohen. <laughs> I went to Norwich once, but it was only to teach an improv class. But I, we had a friend that went up there and he, they rented a little sailboat and just sailed around Norwich for like the weekend and just hung out in the sailboat. And it wasn't, it wasn't expensive or anything. Sorry. Daisy, we're totally like heckling you and rebutting you in the middle of your argument. So go no, ahead. In. It's fine. I mean, I, I may be doing Norwich a, a disservice then. I, I feel I didn't like it, but I was in there for a gig. Maybe there was, maybe I was on the wrong street. So I'll be generous with Norwich. <laughs> uh, but yeah, not to me, not everywhere. Wolverhampton, near Birmingham, not worth the visit. There are, <laughs> there's a section of the West Midlands. So I think if you just floored it, no one would miss it. But having said that, Scotland is so beautiful. Mm. So you can obviously drive to Scotland and Edinburgh is incredible. Edinburgh mm. has things like in the old town of Edinburgh, under no sorry new town so up sort of near the castle you have mary king's close and it's like alleyways that go literally under the city because it's like they built the city on top of the old city so you get all these kind of caverns and underground things and it's really cool but my husband and i after last year's fringe we went on a sort of like mini honeymoon and we went on a road trip all around like the trossachs and 
the Isle of Skye. And it was one of the most <sighs> beautiful places. It was like something out of a film. It was just beautiful landscapes. It was a Loch Lomond. And we went to Loch Ness. Loch Ness, <sighs> we stayed in a hotel with the world's grumpiest hotel lady. She told me to come back in half an hour as technically check-in hadn't open so she couldn't just give me the keys in the room she put passive aggressive notes everywhere about you know turn this switch off but even that I loved I mean she should never work in the hospitality industry it wasn't for her but we went to this amazing pub we had scallops we went out with this old man on the lock who did like Nessie uh like boat tours hated Donald Trump he was this elderly Scottish man and he just spent the whole time telling us about Nessie and his hate of Trump. We had, we just had the best time. So I definitely recommend Scotland. I actually have a personal recommendation for Kaylee Casty, which is Glastonbury, but not at the festival, because according to Time Out, the top places to visit in the UK in 2020 include Glastonbury. Now listen to the description for Glastonbury and tell me that this is not made for Kaylee. It says, this is a quote from Time Out magazine. We missed out on our festival fix this year, but there are still plenty of good reasons to head to this sweet spiritual corner of Somerset, which keeps the hippie vibes going all year round. Visit to stock up on healing crystals and ethical skincare. They might as well say, Kaylee Cassidy, please come to us. We miss you so much. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just read that and I thought, Kaylee, there's a theme park for you. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, but, yeah, so visit if you survive a holiday, I recommend don't go abroad, stay in the UK. Beautiful. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your rebuttal. I guess it's important to appreciate the land that you live on, and um, but not in a really overpowering nationalistic way. So it's just important to add that in there. <laughs> yeah, and I think as a little girl from a working class family, we never went abroad ever. I think the first time I went away was when I was 18. And um, so we would always go on holidays, or not always, but we would often go away on camping trips to holiday parks in Cornwall and Weymouth and stuff. And they were like £10 each because oh. they, the Horrible Sun newspaper did offers. That's how the sun got people reading it. They offered out cheap holidays. <laughs> so yeah, just don't be too nationalistic about celebrating the UK. Great. <laughs> I love that you and your rebuttal have like quietly implied I'm a bit racist, which was not in my argument at all, but all right. <laughs> Sorry, I was. I guess I was just taking a leaf out of your book. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kaylee. No, this. Um. Oh, I. I really like this one, actually, Daisy. We'll get to. We'll get to more of that later because I, I want to be unbiased because I'm Judge Willy Nilly. Okay. Thank you, Daisy. Thank you, Kaylee. Kaylee, what is your first top tip for surviving holidays? So my. There's like kind of two sections to this top tip, but in a more general sense, my first top tip is take a phrase book and learn the language. In a more specific way, it's when going on a day trip, when you're on holiday abroad, learn the name of the place that you're visiting in the language of the place you were in. Okay? Great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dramatic <laughs> It's 2014. <laughs> I'm 24. 
I'm on tour in Castelfranco, Veneto. I'm really drunk on a Saturday night and me and the people I'm on tour with, the other actors, we decide, let's go to Venice tomorrow because Venice is nearby. Let's get a train, let's go to Venice. We get really drunk. The next day, everyone's too hungover to go to Venice, but I decide to go on my own. So I go to the train station and I say, can I have one ticket to Venice, please? And the man says, eh? I said, <laughs> one ticket to Venice, please. He says, Vincenza. I was like, oh, that must be Venice in Italian. So I go to Vincenza and I go there and I spend my hungover day walking around the city of Vincenza. I have a map of Venice that I've picked up from somewhere else. And I'm looking for this specific restaurant, which is like a working class, amazing restaurant that's been renowned. And a lot of people talk about when they visit Venice. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for the streets. I can't seem to figure out my way. So I stop and I ask some men, do you know where this restaurant is? And they say, it's not a key or in Italian, like, this is not here. This is not here. And I'm like, it is like, why wouldn't it be here? Like, some of the streets are the same names in Vin Vincenza. So I'm still walking around and thinking like, fuck, like I am not on par with the rest of the world. The rest of the world loves Venice and me, I can't even see any water. So I find a, a drain that's leaking and there's a small puddle going across the road. And I take a picture of it and I post on Instagram, <laughs> Vincenza with a love heart and some water. And then I spend the day just thinking, wow, that was shit. So I get home after my trip. I get followed home by a man, actually. That's quite traumatic. I have to go into a pizza restaurant and explain that there's a man following me home. They don't really understand me because I don't speak the language. I've been trying to learn, but not good enough. I should have learned more. I get home and I, my friend, they're all up now, the actors. They, they're not hungover anymore. And they go, we saw you post a picture. Why didn't you go to Venice? I was like, I did go to Venice. They were like, no, 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 you went to Vincenza. And I was like, yeah, that's Venice in Italian. They're like, no, 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 no. Italian for Venice is Venezia. And I was like, oh! I spent the whole day thinking I was in Venice. Yeah. And I was not. I was in Vincenza. Yeah. Cut the music. Absolute idiot. I went to Venice the next week. The train pulls in. There's water everywhere. Mm -hmm. Canals everywhere. It is stunning. It is beautiful. It is wonderful. So... I would say, guys, it's really important to pick up vocabulary and try your best to learn the language of the place that you're in because not just because you don't want to be a fool, but because I think it's really important to integrate with the culture and to give something back. It's not fair to always expect people to understand you. That's Great. It. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your rebuttal. I mean, it's such an adorable story. And she committed so much with the sound effect. It's quite hard to give a rebuttal. So I'm just going to agree. I think that it, it's important to know where you're going. That's certainly a good top <laughs> tip. Solid. Can't argue with that. I mean, there's a place near Great Yarmouth that's meant to be quite pleasant called Burlingham. And you might Birmingham. accidentally... Oh, Burlingham. Birmingham again. No, and I, no I am, because I was going to say... <laughs> You might think you're going to Burlingham, which was meant to be quite pleasant, and end up in Birmingham, which is a shithole. So I just agree. No Can way. Can I rebut her rebuttal? Because I like Birmingham. <laughs> I genuinely how, like it. How do you like it? What, it's what is nice. it about Birmingham you like? I've never been. What? What's nice? There's nice bits. Never go. I like it. Give, give me a nice And bit. I like the accent and I like the people. They're always really nice. Yeah, I like the accent. Yeah, the people are lovely. I do like the people. Nothing 
city that I am all right. With I imagine Birmingham a lot have like a lot of coal yards. <laughs> I think it's because of Peaky Blinders, and it's very like that's just what I imagine. It's very gray, and there are coal yards everywhere. I mean, it is cold. That is exactly what it's like, Molly. So incredible that you that you uh, landed on that. Uh, okay, with that, thank you, Daisy. And again, everyone in Birmingham, you can find Daisy on Twitter to tell her what you think of your city <laughs> at Daisy. Earl three. Uh, okay, ladies, great, great first round. I love, by the way, that it's always the at how to survive your life pod for everything until I slag off Birmingham and you're like, just send that to Daisy. Yeah, personally. basically, Don't we're not slagging off Birmingham. Fair enough. Okay, great, ladies. These are both amazing. And yeah, uh, to be honest, both of them I agree with a lot, but I agree wholeheartedly like fervently is that that's not the word what is the word fiv fervently fervently let's go with that <laughs> um feverishly there we go feverishly with kaylee take a phrase book Ooh. learn the language i think this is so 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 important i used to have a blog and this was actually one of my my tips that i would put on there and you're not going to learn a whole language in like a week but if you can learn simple things like hello thank you do you speak english in that language it goes so far and people may not speak english but they're more willing to help you very similar story kaylee i was either in venice or Milan. I can't remember which one I was. It was in a train station. I was trying to figure out where I was going to go. And these girls, other American girls, I was backpacking through Europe and these other American girls goes up to this, you know, security guy or whatever. And they're like, um, do you speak English? And he just looked at them in disgust and he just is like shook his head and they just went away. So I went up to him and I, and I, I knew it then. I don't remember it now, but I was like, hello, do you speak English please? And I said it in Italian. And he was like, and then he went, so, so. And so then I asked him whatever yeah. I was trying to, and then he was like, uh, and then he pointed me in the right direction. So people are always more willing to help you if you just try, just try. And it's, it's frankly just rude. Like you wouldn't expect someone to come to your country and they speak to you in another language. You just know that it's rude. Mm -hmm. Another fun story, when we were in Vietnam, Vietnamese, like a lot of Asian languages are tonal. And so we learned what we thought was thank you. And we were saying it and we saw people like smirk because we thought, you know, they thought we were like cute Americans. Then we get to like the last few days of our trip and we'd already been there two weeks. And this guy, I don't remember if he was Australian or American or British, but he's like, what are you trying to say? And we said, thank you. And he goes, you're saying shitty chicken. <laughs> Oh like, my goodness. So this entire time we've been saying shitty, chicken, shitty to chicken to people. And that's why they kept smiling. <laughs> so uh, give yourself a break if you're learning in a tonal language. So two points to Kaylee. I am actually going to give a point to Daisy though, for this consider traveling in the UK, especially at this time, if you're living yeah. in the UK, it's going to be super hard to travel abroad. And this is really good timing because we actually are looking at possibly taking a little getaway in the UK. And I was actually going to talk, I was going to, we were thinking about Cornwall, Kaylee. So I was going to ask you about that, mm -hmm. but we were thinking about, we were originally supposed to be going to Isle of Skye yeah, in, in August. Isle of Skye is honestly one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. I, I definitely. Okay. So we'll have it. to talk more offline because, so we were supposed to go in April. Obviously that didn't happen. So we rescheduled it to the end of August because we thought we should be good then. They messaged the B the B and B we found messaged us and basically they've had to just kind of cancel everyone 
and, but they're like, but we know you're coming from the UK. So, you know, and I, and I also want to like support as many small businesses as possible. But the problem is they're like, we don't know if restaurants are going to be open. We won't be able to cook for you, but you can use our kitchen. And then it was just, it was going to be a lot of stuff of, we just don't know how we're going to like eat and like grocery stop and all this. So we ended up canceling it, but and where was the B&B, sorry? It was in Isle of Skye. Oh, Isle of Skye. Yeah, it was in Isle of Skye. I think Isle of Skye, if things were shut, would be quite difficult. Yeah, because they were yeah. very much... And things could change. And so I don't want to nix anyone from going to Isle of Skye. But they were very much like, we don't know what's going to be open. This could mm. be open. That could be open. So yeah. we canceled. But, but we're definitely going to go next year because yeah. I want to go so bad. Anyway, we digress. Uh, so this has basically been a huge advert for come travel in the UK. Anyway. <laughs> okay, cool. And that we are now with Kaylee at two points and Daisy at one. And we are now on to round two. And Kaylee, you will start this one off. Okay, so my number two tip is remember to relax. Remember to relax. Now I've got a quote here that I'll read out to you. It's a nice little thing. Life is all about balance. You don't always need to be getting stuff done. Sometimes it's perfectly okay and absolutely necessary to shut down, kick back and do nothing. And that's from, look, I can't even read the name, but it's like Laurie Descheny. But I feel like that's something, like it's it's funny that someone's coined that as that's something they said when it feels like something that like every mother would ever say <laughs> yeah. to anyone. But um, it's always a dream to get a quote on a background available as the first thing, you know, you Google search. <laughs> But yeah, I do. I, I'm saying this from experience because I know like I very much am really into meditation and being more chilled out now, but I wasn't previously. Or I've always had a sort of chilled out, laid back mentality, but I've definitely been more, felt like I had to get a lot more from life. And holidays for me were always, there was always just so much to do. And I would create these really like, I'd want to do loads of stuff and see everything and try everything. And it, you know, just really almost stressful and um I think that like when I went on holiday with my ex-boyfriend but he was my boyfriend at the time <laughs> that wasn't a great and, story but yeah I do feel so like I do feel bad because I think he just wanted to chill out a bit more but I was like oh we've got to do this we've got to do that we've got to do this and I had insomnia so I would wake up quite early and I just feel like holidays are for relaxing because you're taking a break away from your normal life and it is nice to go to visit lots of places and the museums but I think you definitely need to take you just need to take it easy because you're just I, I just someone's yawning while I'm talking big surprise it's easy relaxing somebody is relaxing during my top tip good that's what I want sorry I have a problem with my ear so I have to keep yawning there's always an excuse yeah. for these yawnings, <laughs> isn't there? Every week there's it a different one. It helps my ears, the pressure. I have to yawn sometimes. Leave me alone. I will. I will. But yeah, no. I also, I love that you derailed your own chat. I was yawning silently, but you were like, no, shut that down. They can't hear it, but I can see it. I heard it, Daisy. Oh, did you hear it, Molly? Oh, sorry. Um, I don't, to be honest, I, I just saw it. I don't know if I heard it. I or didn't not. see it because I look at myself when I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like being yawn shamed. I love that you're, you're such a, you know what you are, Cassidy? You are a hippie when it's convenient. Do you know what I mean? You're all about free love, do what you like, relax. Hang on, are you yawning? Stop that. <laughs> okay, carry on. Yeah, hate mail's coming your way. No, no, I 
No, but I just thought, I just had a little yawn and I just couldn't help <laughs> no, it. But I'm glad that segue was wonderful. <laughs> I just, I just think we just need to relax more because I think that, I guess, because I've been working since I've, I, my first job was at like 13. Mm-hmm. Maybe my mum was even trying to get me serving tea to grannies in her old people home she worked in at 12. Newspaper round, you know, like. Even while I was at school, it wasn't like, oh, go home and play. It was mm-hmm. often like, go home and work or, you know, do something, which I guess a lot of other people have. But so I think I've just, not, I, I just wasn't used to like doing nothing. So if I did do nothing, I would feel like bad and guilty. Like yeah. I think that's it, guilty, guilty for doing nothing. And as a creative, I think it's really hard to go on holiday because you yes. take your work with you. And yes. I'm often like, I get really into reading books if I'm away. Yeah. Because I was studying creative writing, I was still working. Like I was reading, but I was still working because that was what I was studying. I went on, I went to Malta last year with two of my friends and they're very good at relaxing. Very good. Almost I was judging them relaxing. I was like, (laughs) they relax too much. They didn't want to do anything. What time did they wake up today? And I'm like up and I've like, you know, walked all around all the beaches. I've made all these new friends. I've got like eaten all the food. I know, but like, I just think you should relax more and lie on the beach and yeah. and in moderation, I think. Yeah. In moderation. So do stuff, relax. So yeah, I am um, I'm getting better at it now and I definitely feel like quarantine's definitely taught me how to relax a bit more. <laughs> but the guilt, I think there's still still work to be done there. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Kaylee. Daisy, your rebuttal. I would just say I think it's good in sentiment to say people should relax, but I'm someone who I think was born not relaxed and I am constantly stressed and if people aren't stressed I actually find it a bit irritating and a bit like oh I get it now now I get it why you hate me I get it everything makes sense your love for the world your general sort of just happiness it grates on me Katie because you're lovely but it's just a bit much because I am always stressed. I worry about everything. I worry about not worrying. Do you know what I mean? If I'm not worried, I think, well, if I'm not worrying about it, who's watching that? Like when Greta Thunberg, Thunberg came along, I thought, well, she's got global warming now. I'm going to leave that to her. She seems to have this covered. She's she'll, she'll focus on that. I like it when people come out who are big activists because I think, yes, they'll they'll – They'll fix that for me. So I think I wouldn't feel pressure to relax if you are unable to, which I am not. Excellent. Thank you, Daisy. But Daisy, I used to be like that too, huh? So maybe in a couple of years time, we'll see you wearing a onesie tie dye, eh? (laughs) Jesus, shoot me. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, pigs fly. Daisy's moved to Birmingham and she's wearing tie dye. Like what is going on? Oh my God, something's wrong. Something's wrong. (laughs) I definitely feel you on that, Kaylee, especially as a creative, like even now in lockdown, like I felt guilty not doing anything. Yeah. Like I should be doing something. We've we've talked about this before, but I feel like I should I have all this time. We should be doing something. I have other thoughts, but I'll I'll wait till Daisy. I'll da- I'll let Daisy go for her second top tip. Daisy, what is your second top tip for surviving holidays? Okay. So, my second top tip is if you go abroad, as a British person, behave as you would when you're here in the UK. Mm. So I actually, there's an article from The Telegraph where they say there's actually a sort of 
science behind why people behave badly abroad. So this um, a sociologist, he put, sorry, I'll just find his name, Dr. Dennis Tollock, and he is from the Hong Kong Polytechnic University. He studied this in depth and he said that this sort of phenomenon of people behaving really badly on holiday, he put, many people travel to escape their daily routines and pressures in a way which can lead to irrational behaviour. There is an absence of the social norms and judgment from peers that govern how we conduct ourselves at home. And then other things said that alcohol was quite involved. So like this article is from 2019, but at the time Ryanair had suggested that people only had two drinks in the airport before they got on the flight, but then they found that was quite hard to sort of police. Mm -hmm. But I actually, when I was about 19, I, in between school and university that summer, I took a year out and the summer before uni, I spent in Alcudia, which is in Mallorca. And essentially working on a British holiday resort was weird The girls that I lived with were very nice and there were some nice people. But on the first night that I arrived there, this old guy in the bar who was a British expat said that the people that live here all left Britain for a reason. And as I got to know the people that worked on the resort, there was a slight sort of odd kind of exile feel to it. Like they Mm. did all seem to leave the UK for one reason or the other quite hedonistic, quite a weird sort of life. But the actual tourists behaved dreadfully. So you get different kind of levels of policing in Spain and there's one called the Guardia Civil and Spanish police aren't like British police and that they're quite happy just to sort of whack people with a truncheon (laughs) and they don't need much, you know, much reason. But there was just so much drama constantly. People would break things. The hotel near us, everything had been smashed up with like tourists who had got those like novelty baseball bats that you get from shops and they broke Mm -hmm. all the machines the kids were going to play on. People just get naked in the street. I I DJed. I was the world's poshest DJ. Oh, Yeah, and I mean, very badly using CDs and I couldn't mix. So bless the people. I was just like the music (laughs) changer. But in this bar, and it was really busy. It was called the Prince of Wales. And it was quite fun. But basically, like, because the DJ was normally a man, every Wednesday they had a wet T-shirt competition. And I got told off because I had to host this because the male DJ always had. But a lot of the kids that came into our bar were definitely under 18 because no one ID'd them and they all seemed to leave at like half 11, like they had a curfew, like they were maybe on holiday with their parents, that kind of thing, like maybe 14 or whatever. And I used to feel so ashamed of myself because these women would be on and they had this like, sleazy mega mix you had to play and it was like that you know like it's getting hot in here like that mm-hmm. one and that horrible song that's like like my legs my back lick my <laughs> my and oh it was and then that sexy everything and oh my god and the body rockers i like the way you move yeah. <laughs> Ooh, or to the window yes that was in there morning that yeah. was part of the mega mix mm-hmm. and they would basically just have a load of men you know it was all very demeaning but i <laughs> once was quite <laughs> i was quite drunk when i was hosting and i told the girls you know, you're going to win champagne that's not real champagne. And around the corner, it's like five euros. Like, you really don't need to do this. So my boss told me off. 
And then he told me off because I wanted to put a town called Malice, a town called Malice into the mega mix because I just thought it was funnier because they'd have to improvise. It didn't have the same feel. You could just see them sort of, you know, doing some art with it. <laughs> But I love that you did that. I did not love that I did do that. Do some art with it. Yeah. No, that you got them to do some art with yeah. it. That's cute. Um, but I, but what I found in the bar was that people behave dreadfully as in the customers, like British tourists and holidaymakers, because there was a thing in Mallorca that they, the local people put on the rocks there, tourists go home and all this kind of thing. But I thought they behave, British tourists, as someone who lived there, often appallingly they break things they get into fights they just have sex in the street they're always just getting naked and it's all the stuff that you don't do like if you come if I went on a night out here locally I don't see someone just randomly I mean people do behave badly on nights out but it was just seemed like it was all the time and people also used to do this thing that I thought was really odd and this is quite judgmental so I might have to stand corrected on this but our bar, there was a lot of drug dealers around our bar. It wasn't the, it wasn't a place for children, but parents with babies would just have the baby asleep in the stroller, and then they would just be up drinking till like one in the morning and just have the baby outside the bar with them. And I used to think, put the baby in its bed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, but I did find that people behaved. They were very rude to the locals, like you said. They didn't learn any Spanish, didn't even, not even just like a hello or a thank you. And I just think if you, if you behave away, I mean, maybe you're an asshole internationally and you just behave like that wherever you go. But if you <laughs> behave like you're generally polite in Britain, when you go abroad, remain being generally polite because those resorts are a hard work, you know, for the staff that work on them. So just, you know, yeah, just be polite. Great. Thank you, Daisy. Kaylee, your rebuttal. Yeah, because I think this top tip, it started at the beginning as behave as you would in the UK. And I just think this tip is not good advice because have you seen <laughs> A&E on Saturday night? Have you seen Booze Britain? <laughs> you know, it's mad. So we don't want people, because people behave, what you were describing, the nakedness in the street, that's Torquay, <laughs> you know? That is Torquay. And fun fact, so Booze Britain comes to Torquay where I'm from. I'm from the roughest part of Torquay. It's called Heel Village, but it's so rough that they- It's called Heel out- Village? Yeah, they've crossed out the, because it's spelled H-E-L-E, village. They've crossed out the E and put L, Hell Village. So I'm from Hell Village. So so yeah, so T- Booze Britain came to Torquay and my sister was on it. When we watched it, she wasn't on it. And we're like, where are you? And she's like, oh, I was too drunk to be on it. My <laughs> sister was too drunk to be on Booze Britain. Brilliant. <laughs> I just think that the advice is go, when you're going abroad, just be responsible, be respectful. <laughs> You know, because people are actually that's just a good one for life. <laughs> okay, thank you, thank you, Kaylee. Wow, this is a hard one again. Ooh, oh man, so many thoughts. So first, I'll go back to Kaylee's. I really agree with the uh, remember to relax. We talked a little bit about that when I because I think there is something different than traveling and holiday. You know what I mean? And so when we when we go on holiday or vacation or travel, what we try to do is have like a little bit of travel. So we'll do like cultural stuff and we'll explore. And then like the last few days, or sometimes we'll flip it. Then the last few days are just relaxing. So we've already done like, you know, we've done the tours, we've done the museums, we've we've gone caving, we've done all that kind of stuff. Now we can just 
relax. So that's a top tip extra from mm-hmm. your jidge. And then from Daisy, behave on holiday, be polite. I couldn't agree more. And I think especially, I don't think it's just British people though. I think it's everybody on holiday. Can yeah. Be absolutely abhorrent. And, you know, we live in London and some of the tourists here, when we had tourists, they could just be so rude. And it, and, and I worked in, I lived in Florida for a year and I worked at a, at a restaurant there and some of the, mine wasn't really a touristy area, but you would get tourists coming through and they could just be abhorrent. And then you'd go, it, sometimes we'd go to like the Disney, all the theme park areas. There is a bar over there we'd like to go to. And the, the tourists, I mean, they're, it's like they're there with their kids and it's just like, it's like, what are you doing? So yeah, when you're on holiday, behave, act like a, a per, like a person. I guess you're talking about like privilege, really, isn't yeah. it? Because when you go on holiday, this it's like true. you feel privileged to be anything you yeah. want. But it's like, no, because if you because we talked about this a little yeah. bit with the queuing, like if you go to Spain, you're going to get served not as quick as England or America, because that's not yeah. that it's just the way it is. Yeah. And accept that. Yeah. You know, that's the language. Yeah. It's, there's, it's a bit more patient. It's a bit more relaxed. Yeah. I agree. So, okay. So this is what I'm going to do. I got a lot of points to give here. So I'm going to give two points to Daisy for her top tip. Cause I do think you should behave on holiday, you know, like you do at home. Don't be an asshole. Basically don't be a fucking asshole on holiday. (laughs) You're ruining this for everyone. Okay. This is why we can't have nice things. Also giving Kaylee a point for her top tip, because I think when you go on holiday, there is that temptation to try to do everything, but you're going on holiday. And sometimes you can have a staycation. Sometimes you need a staycation just so you can relax. So that's a good, that's a good one. This is where it got a little funny for me, guys, is Kaylee's rebuttal on Daisy's thing. Cause she did point out, basically that's just good life advice. And I agree with Kaylee. So I'm going to give her another point for that. What? Is that what? Yeah. So, so I, I'm giving you a point for your rebuttal. I'm starting to regret. I'm starting to regret. I'm about to take that point away if you don't be careful. No. Please get them. I will take them away if that happens one more time. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Okay. So that means going into round three, we have Kaylee with four points, Daisy with three. So it really could go either way. As long as Kaylee doesn't behave. Yeah. As long as Kaylee behaves, behaves as she does in England. Yes. Okay. On that note, Daisy, it is now round three. What is your final top tip for surviving holidays? My final top tip is to, if you're going to go on holiday, not to go all-inclusive. So firstly, I've been on all-inclusive holidays quite a lot. I don't, I always go because I think it's cheaper, but actually I explored before lockdown and COVID and all this stuff going away with my husband for a long weekend in Europe. And actually you could go on booking sites now. You can book your own hotel. You could book your own cheap flight, mm-hmm. especially if it's hot abroad. You probably wouldn't eat that much anyway. I mean, most mm-hmm. people don't eat three full meals a day. So you yeah. don't 
need all the stuff that comes all inclusive, but also all inclusive. I don't know whether it's maybe because I'm I'm not to be fair when I've gone on all inclusive. I'm not paying the higher end of all inclusive. It would be more basic, but it's just like sort of basic catering in a big loud hall. You feel a bit like you're in an airport but on holiday because everything's mm. loud, everything's impersonal. There's always a fight for the sunbeds, and you know the pool's busy and. I don't know, it doesn't feel relaxing. You can only get two drinks at a time. You can't get around. They're in these little plastic cups. You're not getting any of the local culture and you're not really Mm-mm. supporting the local economy because the local restaurants, because they're competing with something being free, means they need yeah. to really underprice their stuff. And I don't think you're getting authentic experiences because Mm-mm. you could often in an all-inclusive be anywhere in the world. But also all-inclusives can still go wrong because a lot of people and families go with them because they think that they're going to be, you know, more safe, I guess. Yeah. But I watched a very intellectual documentary on Channel 5, which is where the home of all intellectual documentaries. <laughs> I mean, it was called When All Inclusives Go Wrong. Very original title. <laughs> yeah, but some of the stories were honestly just, like, horrifying. I mean... And I, okay, so I'll tell you one. There was a lady who went called Stacy. She went to Turkey. She went with her kids. And her son, who was 14 at the time, he went into the pool and she had bought from the pool hotel because it was one of the last days of their holiday. She bought sun cream with her from the UK, but run out. So she bought this uh, sun cream and it was the right factor in everything, but from the hotel sort of pharmacy place or, you know, shop. Um, it wasn't a pharmacy, to be fair, it was a shop. But she buys yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think in all-inclusive as a pharmacy. <laughs> some of them do, some of them do, but this one didn't. Well, anyway, she, it was just a shop, but it was in the hotel, so it's sort of endorsed by the hotel and Tui, who she was on the holiday with. Her son ended up using this sun cream on his back. He got fourth degree burns mm. so fourth mm. degree is like you've been in a fire burn <gasps> what do you mean? he was permanently scarred all <gasps> across his back it was horrific and then Tui in their statement because I think That's horrible they gave them like a goodwill gesture of some sort of like vouchers or whatever and the thing is about Tui is it makes it more difficult if you want to take someone to court if you've already accepted a goodwill gesture. Mm-hmm. So actually, yep. goodwill gestures from holiday companies are a bit like hush money. So yeah, I mm. would I would consider not taking the goodwill. That's gesture. a good tip, Daisy. <laughs> Thanking you. But Tui said in their statement for the program, and this is a direct quote: "Tui understand it must have been disappointing." And I just thought, hang on. You gave her child fourth degree burns. I don't think it is disappointing. I think it's much more than disappointing. Devastating. Devastating. Life-changing. Exactly. I thought it's a bit of a fucking understatement, Tui. And Tui can be a bit useless. My husband... Aren't Tui in, like, no more? No, that's Thomas Cook who have gone. But I don't know whether Ah. Tui are going the same way. I'll have to look that up because I... I don't know, but Thomas Cook have certainly gone under. And then there was another couple who they went to Corfu. And the thing is, 
bless them. I mean, the, the reenactment of this was ridiculous because you know how to make these documentaries. They obviously don't have a lot of footage from the time. So it was things like the woman looking annoyed and ringing the reception bell. <laughs> like that was the budget for reenactment in this. But anyway, they got to their hotel. It was overbooked. And they, bless their hearts, I think had the worst holiday anyone could ever have. So the room, the hotel was overbooked, but they said, oh, we have got this one room. When they get into the room, there is like an infestation of ants. So they've got film footage of it. There are ants everywhere. The solution, inverted commas, that the hotel came up with was to bring jam on a plate. And obviously that just attracts more ants that's like feeling hot so you set yourself on fire like it was just a ridiculous solution but they were like oh the ants will go to the jam and they didn't and they had a toddler and then they got and bless the man the husband of this family was the most northern man who has ever lived (laughs) and he was saying how they all got violent food poisoning and they lost their money because they basically the it was on the beach.com and jumbo tours they wouldn't give them their money back they did allow them to get like an early flight home they'd spent thousands of pounds on this 10 days in corfu it was meant to be a four-star hotel and they'd saved all their money and then they end up going home but the funniest thing was when they were interviewed they asked the family oh would you go on another all-inclusive now and the mum was like yeah i guess i'd give it a go again and i thought (laughs) like you had the worst everything went wrong on your holiday and you came home early but either way there was then the couple this was actually on a cruise called billy and lizzie true story they ended up having to go so there's this thing where basically cruise ships in monaco can't always get into the actual port so they have like little local boats that take the people off They ended up stranded because the sea then became too choppy to pick the people up. But it was a time where it was like Monaco, like boat racing. So all the hotels were full. So it was a thousand tourists on this cruise ship had to end up sleeping the night on camp beds in a sports hall where they were just given crackers and digestive biscuits and water. And like those, you know, those kind of tin foil, like emergency blankets. But the thing about this story that was most sort of funny for me was the British Red Cross had to turn up to sort of look after (laughs) all these people. And I would just be so pissed if I, because a lot of the Red Cross are volunteers. And if I volunteered to, you know, to save people in emergency situations and you think you're going to be giving, you know, flood relief and, and, you know, if there's a volcano erupts or an earthquake, you know, you want to be a first responder. And then you've just got really whiny tourists who are spending a (laughs) night in a sports hall. I'd be like, oh, just give them biscuits and let them sort themselves. (laughs) And all they got was one day of their holiday was refunded. But then the woman who was just the sweetest, she was like, but we did get a bottle of Prosecco. And she said that as (laughs) if the two things were like, well, we got we got proseccos, you know. There's no need to no need to worry. And then there was another lady who, I mean, I'll skip the details, but basically their their holiday, they had gone to the most. She was from Baron Furnace, and she gone to Crete. She was a nurse, and she was like, I don't go out often. I spend all I save all year to go on holiday. 
And the whole hotel was like, and this was Tui again, so they may just be shy. But the whole hotel was basically like a construction site. They were building a hotel next door, so it was just drilling all day. She didn't have a nice time at all. She was offered like 360 euros compensation, but she spent about (gasps) £5,600 on a day. But then Tui did end up settling because, bless this woman, she pursued them for nine months and they just were like, no, you know, basically just sort of ignored the fact that there was building works and wasn't going to give her money back. And then they settled when she threatened to take them to small claims court. Good for her. And yeah, but the funny thing about this whole documentary was there was... Only one time, because again, she was asked, would you go on a holiday like that again? And she said, yes. There was one girl who was a twin and she'd gone away to Egypt and she actually got such severe uh, like E. coli food poisoning that she had to have like blood plasma treatment. She was in, it took her seven months to recover. She was in intensive care for three weeks here in the UK. And she very nearly died. She got such severe food poisoning she was the only one that said she wouldn't want to go on that kind of holiday again the only one that was like oh, i don't know but when your holiday is so like when thomas cook that we mentioned earlier a lot of people ended up stranded when they went under because they like basically thomas cook folded so they would often pay hotels not before but after the people had taken their holiday, the hotel would invoice Thomas Cook and Thomas Cook would pay. And some hotels, like in Turkey, were like saying to the um, actual guests, well, you're going to have to pay us because (gasps) Thomas Cook aren't going to pay. And the guests are like, well, we've already paid this. They have big arguments. And the Turkish government had to intervene because they couldn't legally just kick out tourists from their hotels and give them nowhere to go. But what helped in that situation was that the people that bought the holiday was Atoll Protected. So mm-hmm. I don't really understand Atoll Protected, but it seemed that in all these stories, people were more likely to get compensation and be protected if they were Atoll Protected. So that's that's my top tip. Is Well, my top tip is not to go on all-inclusive because I think it's impersonal, but if you do, to, to be Atoll Protected. Great. Thank you, Daisy. Yeah, you always hear like after uh after those those adverts, they're always like Atoll protected. Atoll yeah. protected. I'm like, what is that? I guess it's just insurance. Is that is that what it is? I've never heard of it. I never realized it was important, but apparently Apparently it's it very important. Okay, Kaylee, your rebuttal. In a world where Kaylee doesn't do a rebuttal, because Kaylee's <laughs> top tip number three is the same <laughs> as Daisy's <laughs> top tip number three. What? Mm. Yes. For the first time on How to Survive Your Life, Kaylee and Daisy agree. Done. Literally. It's never happened. What is going on? So my top tip number three is don't go on all-inclusive holidays. (laughs) (laughs) My reason being is because, yeah, pretty similar to Daisy, you won't see the country uh, that you're visiting and you'll just see a bad replica of the country you're getting out of. So I went on an all-inclusive holiday to Ibiza and it, we weren't supposed to be all-inclusive. We were supposed to stay in a holiday, like a different place. Mm-hmm. But when we got there, they'd overbooked us. So the it was I think it was Th- Thomas Cook that we were with at the time. This was like when I was 22. 
And um, it was 10 of us, all, all girls. And they were like, oh, you're really lucky. We've upgraded you to all-inclusive in this hotel. And we were like, yeah, amazing. We went along to this hotel and like all the letters were missing. So it was called like, oh, <laughs> you know, so we got there and it was, yeah, it was pretty busy. Like you had to drink out of plastic cups and you sort of, you don't, you, you eat there and you eat more than you would normally, yeah. even though you're not hungry because it's all there. And um, the vegetarian option at this hotel was chicken and fish. That was it. What? Yeah. And it was just chips. It was just chips and like sort of schnitzel chicken. And, and there wasn't, you know, it wasn't any like tapas or Ibiza's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Ibiza village, not San Antonio Bay. It's still pretty, but Ibiza's beautiful city and the restaurants are lovely. The cuisine is amazing, the music. But if you go on all inclusive, you just stay there. You just, you know, you're like, oh, well, I'm paying for this. So I may as well just do do that. And I think you really miss out on what a holiday is. Yeah. I know I said in my last tip, relax, but it's really hard to relax in a place where, you know, you're just sort of waiting for a sun lounge because everyone's on it. Yeah. And it's really busy. And the men, the men felt like they could just say what they wanted to you because you were in a bikini, you know, like lads, lads, like big groups of lads on their all inclusive nights. And, and, and the things that I heard when I was in that hotel was, was awful. Like what? No, it was disgusting. Uh, like just really like gross. Like I had red hair at the time and like uh, they just like did they just they just felt like they could and and I don't know, you just think like, oh, that's just what it's like. But no one should speak to people the way those holiday lads did. So yeah, so and then the other the other thing is my mum went my mum also has never been abroad. And when she was like 48, I think, or 50, she went on holiday to Ibiza and the same thing happened. They upgraded her to all and upgraded her, but I don't think it's an upgrade. Yeah all inclusive and she didn't go to San Antonio Bay I don't think although if she did then it's good that she did all inclusive and she didn't leave the hotel but yeah so she did the same thing but my mum didn't leave the hotel so her first ever holiday oh, abroad no. was just staying in a hotel and I guess it was saving money because it's expensive to go out and about but yeah I just think that it's I think going on holiday part of it is just learning about a new culture and and meeting people and and being like out in this country you know this being world. in the streets and enjoying it not staying in the hotel and listening to the 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 music which is always bad english sort of <laughs> songs i want to go and listen to some like flamenco spanish guitar like yes. you know i don't want to hear oasis singing wonderwall <laughs> you know? no okay thank you kaylee oh wow that was a plot twist i did not expect happening love it Let's twist again. No, I'm only joking. No. Do you want this point taken away? Because I'll take it away. I've never been to an all-inclusive because I always thought they just, they sound like a waste of money. And like, I would rather, like you both said, just experience wherever I'm going. And also it seems like it's more expensive in the long run because you can usually find good deals elsewhere. I have gone on a cruise. I guess that's the closest I've ever been to an all-inclusive. And I brought my own booze on that one. So saved money that way too. Ooh. I think you're the person I know that's ever done that. What? I don't know anyone on a cruise. I think you've also skipped a bit of that story because you brought, didn't you tell us earlier that you brought your own booze as water? Yeah. So, oh God. Anyway, so there is a cruise company in international cruise company that you can bring. I don't know if this is all of them, but carnival, you can bring, I sh I, I'm giving my secrets away, but you can bring your, this own is a top tip. This Molly. is a top tip. So <laughs> I'm going to give myself a point. Molly is getting <laughs> a point. 
Imagine if Good, anyway. just makes it she's won this episode. Actually, I'm yeah. giving two top tips. I'm giving myself two two points. Anyway, <laughs> so I have two points. But yeah, so on Carnival, you can bring your own water in, your own bottled water, which I guess is good if you're at sea, but when you're in your early 20s, fuck it, right? So <laughs> we took our bottled water, took the water out of it and just filled it with vodka. So we had probably, I don't even, I don't know. I think we both had two liters. So we had eight liters of vodka with us easily. At least I don't even know, but we never had to buy a drink the entire time. So we saved mm-hmm. money. It was just, it was, it was, it was sloppy and it was Little great. Spendthrift. Yeah. Very good. There you go. There's a top tip. Don't, don't buy, don't buy alcoholic drinks on a cruise. Bring your alcohol with you. But can, can I add into yeah. that? So I did the same thing when I was in Glastonbury, the festival. Yeah. Um, I was working there as a steward and I did the same. I filled up water bottles with vodka. Uh-huh. And then I was hung over one morning and I just was like, I need water. So I went. <laughs> no. oh, no. And then I realized like, like four glugs in that it was vodka. And I literally, I thought this is the worst thing ever. Vomited <laughs> everywhere in my tent. Oh, sorry. It wasn't my turn. It was my friend's turn. And she was very annoyed at me. Um, so yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Kaylee. So if you are going to smuggle, make sure you know it's not vodka. Yes. Okay. So this is an interesting one because basically I- I haven't given my yes. rebuttal. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Daisy. Give your rebuttal. I mean, I don't have one, but I did want <laughs> to. I did want to use my rebuttal time to ask a bonus question because okay, Kaylee mentioned the sleazy men on holiday, mm-hmm. and I saw a thing on Twitter earlier. And because we're all now allowed back to the pubs, mm-hmm. this girl had put up this thing on Twitter that went a bit kind of viral. And it was that she had gone to her pub. And now when you go to the pub, in a lot of pubs, you have to leave your contact details. Anyway, the barman then later texts her and was like, oh, no, sorry. He messages her on Facebook and he was like, oh, I swear I didn't get your information from that contact sheet. I think we matched on Tinder and then Facebook friends suggested you to me. And it was, a, to be fair, it was a pretty polite message. It was just... But why didn't he just speak to her in the bar? Yeah. I know. And then he he basically just said, do you want to go for a drink sometime? Now, obviously, that is wrong and it breaks GDPR. But mm-hmm. the pe- some people's reaction to it, I thought, was crazy. Because maybe it's just me. But if someone messaged me... Because I get this quite often, like I'm sure you do, Kaylee, or, and you might do Molly with improv. If you do a show, people at the show, like the audience obviously have your contact details, yeah. your public details. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people message me... But it's just never bothered me because if it's just one message and I just say, oh, I'm married or whatever and no thanks. I suppose that's different because you're in the public. So that's how they they knew you. It wasn't like they snuck your contact details from somewhere. But some people were like, this is outrageous. And I don't. Is it outrageous? I don't know. What's your opinion? Well, if she thinks it's outrageous, I think you have to validate her mm-hmm. feelings, right? And go, mm-hmm. well, it's outrageous for her. But if you don't think it is, then it's not for you. So so everyone listening to How to Survive Your Life, if you messaged Daisy, she won't mind. <laughs> well, I don't. This is, I would just delete it. All those she people was... from Birmingham, she won't mind when you contact her. She won't so mind. Let her know. She let her know. Stop trying to get the people from Birmingham to contact me. She was 
this the girl she seemed to be relatively neutral it was more people outraged like on her behalf but I just yeah. I think I understood people thinking it's wrong because it is I just maybe didn't understand like someone put I'm so sorry reactions. yeah because people were like I'm so sorry that happened to you and and I thought I don't know if someone like breaks their arm. I'm really sorry that happened to them. If someone gets a message they didn't want, are you though? Wow, well, depends where they depends where they live. Depends on how they did it. Yeah. Wait, here's my question. So, did he definitely get her contact information from the list, or did it really is is he telling the truth, or do we know? She says she thinks the whole Tinder and face suggestion is is probably a lie because she said that's never happened to me before. Yeah. I suspect okay. that's the lie. She's like, I'm not on Tinder. Well, she was on Tinder, so she it was possible, but unlike. I yeah. think, hmm. I, I mean, again, I think it's, I, I wouldn't be outraged for her unless she's outraged, you know, mm. however she's feeling about it. But I think if it were me, I would be like, dude, why didn't you just ask me for my details? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, why? I think that's what we should encourage people yeah. now. Like, we we can go out now a little bit. Yeah. And if you see someone you like, tell them yeah. speak to them like yeah. because there's no point just waiting and then messaging them later when the moment's gone like you can you can stay two meters away from someone and go i think you're beautiful are you single yeah yeah please someone come up to me and say that <laughs> <laughs> that's just a plea <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you daisy so sweet and so sad and equal measure it was yeah it was such a mix of emotions but there. honest but honest really honest um, okay, Daisy, thank you. Thank you for that rebuttal question. Okay, so this is an interesting one because you both agree, and I agree with, with both of you. I think you just kind of added to each other. So I could just both give you a point, but then you're kind of still where you are. What's the current score? So the current current score is Kaylee four, Daisy three. And if I give you both a point, that just makes it five four, Kaylee. But then why isn't it okay for me to win? Like, I love I that you're like, if I do that, is, which is what I want to do. I mean, she can't win. I've given you both a point, and that ends it with Kaylee at five and Daisy at four. Kaylee, you have survived holidays and are the survivalist of the week. Go on, play your, play your Glock and shoot. You are. Play your xylophone. Thank you all for letting me win. <laughs> Winning, I'm winning. I'm a little winner. I'm winning like a winner all the day. I think the thing that we've missed throughout this whole series is Kaylee having a and spiel because it's just, I can't be mad at her. When she's just there, like, in this muppet, like, yeah, I'm winning. It's nice for you, Kaylee. I'm happy for you. Okay, we have been How to Survive Your Life, How to Survive Holidays or Vacations for My People. You can find us on Facebook at How to Survive Your Life Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, How to Sur- How the Number Two Survive Pod. You can also find us on Gmail at How to Survive Your Life Pod, all one word. I'm Molly. That's Kaylee Xylophone Cassidy. That's Daisy. Goodbye. Music by Shazar. <laughs> 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 <laughs>